We are two mothers who love exploring the depth of life in all its shapes. Here, we want to create a space to look at the transition into motherhood, what it might look like in different traditions and cultures, conscious parenting, the sacredness of birth, and the postpartum universe. By sharing stories, inviting guests, and together reconnect to the wisdom of our womb and Mother Earth through different practices. Welcome everybody to the Depths of Motherhood podcast. I'm your co-host, Danielle. This week, Angelica and I are welcoming Sally Fazelli onto the show. I met Sally when I was pregnant two years ago on our online doula training, and she was also pregnant. We didn't spend that much time getting to know each other, but when I would connect to her through the sharing circles, I just felt such a pull towards her. Her energy is so warming and welcoming and and just so beautiful. And I knew that when we started this podcast, I just wanted to get her onto the show because of all the beautiful work that she is doing in the world. So Sally supports people to come home to themselves, to really fall in love with who they are. And she does this by uh, a, a range of tools that she has. And these are, all, these are all tools that have supported her on her own journey and that she's sharing with the people that she supports. So she is an accredited EFT practitioner, which is also known for, as uh, the tapping method. And she also offers somatic movement therapy, belief coding, meditation, visualizations, dance, yoga, and a load of other things as well. Check out her website, which is in the show notes to find out what she has to offer. In today's episode, we are going to explore what it really means to fall in love with ourselves, to reclaim that. And we go off on many, down many paths with this, as you can imagine. But we try to hold it in this container of understanding what it means to, to love ourselves and how we can come home to that again and again. If you want to connect with Sally after the show, you can find everything you need on her website, like I mentioned before. She is offering one-on-ones. She is offering online retreats, in-person retreats. She is also starting a eight-week transformation program called She Rises in Self-Love. And this is designed to heal, ignite, and transform your self-love, the relationship that you have with yourself. And that starts on April the 4th. And she is offering a free one-on-one as, as a gift to all our patrons. So you can find the code, the discount code, in the Patreon uh, section. So if you're not a patron yet, then go and check out the notes. It starts from as little as $3. In the Patreon, you can also get access to all of our discounts, all of our behind the scenes, all of the beautiful gifts that Angelica and I and the guests that come on the show are offering. And it really supports us as well, nourishes us to keep going with this podcast. 
So today, as I mentioned, we are looking at how we can develop this connection to ourselves, this deep love. And we called this episode Mothering the Mother. And really looking from the point of how can we mother ourselves at these times. Mothering is so unique to each person as it is an expression of all our conscious and unconscious beliefs around raising another little human. So if you're willing to go deep enough to heal old wounds, meaning you become aware of them and see them for what they are, from where they stem from, you know, making space when you notice yourself be triggered and notice patterns and habits that you have that aren't serving you. When you notice this and you make space for it and you learn to love it and you see that this is much deeper than what is presented on the surface, then we can start to look at how we can pass on our wisdom and not our wounds to our children. So there is a study that has shown, um, well, there's many studies that have shown intergenerational trauma that has been passed on through at least three generations. And they, they did this study in mice because their lifespan is much shorter and they're able to see the results. And it's really astounding to see how how this affects us over time. We, we live in, in this, we're living today, we're experiencing this life. And it's easy to forget actually that where we are today, our beliefs and our conditionings has come from our past. And, you know, something that happened to me that I'm realizing so much a pattern. So my great grandma, she abandoned her daughter, my grandma, when she was like 10 years old. And there's a lot of, there's a, there's a big story that goes with this. But anyway, if you can just look at beyond what actually happened, the expression of it, my great grandma, my great grandmother was unable to process or feel something that was coming up. It was too much, and she ran away from her children. And I think there was five or six of them at the time who she left behind. And then actually, she went on to start a, another family. But then I see this pass on, not in the way of running away, but a feeling of running away from the emotions not being able to express them or hiding them away. I see that through my bloodline and I see it in myself. I feel that when things come up, I literally want to run away and I've done that in the past. I've bounced around different realities to escape and now having my daughter, I stay, I want to stay, even though there's a feeling inside that makes me want to run and close down. I have an affirmation and it is, I am here. I am a safe space. I mean, that can change over time, but that's the basis of it. The intention of me to stay, to notice when these things arise. So the way we relate to our ourselves is really influenced by the way that we relate to our own mothers. So how, how did our mothers feel about themselves? What can you remember? Because this affects how we show up to mother our own children and also to take care of ourselves. And we go into that, into that subject 
impact in this episode. And this is really why self-love is so individual. individual. And it also looks different every single day, depending on how you're feeling. Maybe one day you just have time to fully retreat all the works, cacao, dancing around, reading books, journaling, whatever it is. And then the next day you, you maybe just manage to take a deep inhale and that's it. Well, that is the point in this conversation really, just to show that so many f- things influence our relationship with ourselves. But when we show willing and we show up, we remember this deep knowing that we are the only ones responsible for our experience. Yeah. And saying that when I when I heard this for the first time, it kind of hurt because for me, I, I always wanted to come, someone to come and save me. You know, I always fantasized about my dad who wasn't present during my childhood. I always wanted him to come and rescue me. And now I realize it was just a feeling of being disconnected from myself. So with stepping in to this self-governance, like really being responsible for yourself on every level, your thoughts, the way that you react, the everything that you manifest in the world and also how you decide to deal with a trigger, uh, this really calls for vulnerability and it also allows us to dissolve the shame and the guilt and you know when we do that for ourselves it's so much easier to do that for other people like we make that space and we see the judgments coming up and we remember that we're human as we did this episode it just helped me to remember that as a mother we are the foundation of our family and we deserve to be fully nourished in the way that we decide the mind can pull us from place to place and it's exhausting so when you just take a deep breath and you slow down and be exactly as you are in that moment your energy will come back because the mind uses so much energy up trying to fix things trying to solve things trying to be something else be somewhere else But if you just come back and you feel through your senses, you will start to feel yourself getting charged up. And this takes practice again, because the mind has been driving this vehicle for such a long time. So in this episode, we also talk about coping mechanisms, (laughs) mechanisms that can present themselves again in motherhood. So what I mean by that is growing up, there have been ways unhealthy ways, unnourishing ways that we have dealt with situations and it's really common for them to arise again in motherhood and it might be years down the line and you think that that way of living has completely passed but then you go through this transition and it can arise again So how can we melt into motherhood and let the voices of society which whisper motherhood is a sacrifice 
how can we transmute these words, these pressures into something glorious, something beautiful, something transformative. And I'm not saying that they're bad. Words are just a vibration. It's really the intention behind them and what meaning you give them. How can we step into this honorable position of having another human place their lives in our hands, these humans that have chosen us? How can we do that whilst embracing everything that we are? You are doing wonderful. You are showing up. You are willing. And we are so grateful to be on this journey with you and for you to be on this journey with us. It really does take digging in sometimes. And when I'm feeling out of balance, I always go to the earth and I bury my roots so deep and just ask the earth, can you support me at this time? Can you bring me back down into my body? Remind me that I have everything that I need. Thank you so much for listening to this introduction. I'm going to guide you in with a little meditation. Remember, you can stay in touch with us through our Discord community, which is anonymous, and you can go there. You can share what's going on in your life. You can also be there just to hold and support mothers. We also have uh, the new moon ceremony coming up, which I will give more information about on in the Discord community and on the Instagram. It will be a live event and... In this new new moon ceremony, we are going to be going deep into what is lurking underneath anger. Hmm. <laughs> so please stay in touch with us. We have the Patreon, we have the Discord, we have the Instagram community. And if you want to share your story, then please reach out because we will be sharing a story from one of our community members each week and it will be at the end of the show. Thank you so much. Let's take a moment to take three breaths. Let each breath drop deeper towards the womb. Feel the space in between the shoulder blades and from that point melt deep into your body, into your heart space and see a bright light in your heart space. Every time you inhale, feel this light expanding around your entire body. Let it be gradual. Notice the pulsing and the warmth radiating from the heart space outwards to the fingers, to the toes, to the top of the head, down the spine, the sides of the body's body, the soles of the feet, and then just creating this light around you so you feel that you are in this globe, this light globe. All the light melts, the thoughts and the tension. Notice how deep your breath is right now. 
The thoughts will come and go, the tensions will come and go. And you're the one just sat there watching. Hold this light around yourself whenever you feel that you just need that space between the thoughts. When you realize you need to come back to yourself, give yourself a moment, create this light and be with you. When you're feeling lost or lonely, come home. That's what these emotions are reminding you. It's time to draw it in. It's time to come and sit in the heart space. Mm. Thank you so much for being here and I hope that you enjoy this episode. Welcome everybody to the Depths of Motherhood podcast. I am recording this again. We have just been probably 10 minutes into the show and I realized that I wasn't recording. So I was just so um, in with what Sally was talking about and yeah, I got carried away. So here we go. (laughs) Angelica, you're here. We know you're here. I'm here. I am here. And now I am more, more clear and focused because this was happening. My daughter was just climbing all over me, trying to focus on, you know, recording this podcast. So let's um, do this over again and enjoy enjoy your story yeah Sally Sally, come on (laughs) we were loving it I'm just like yeah you go girl yeah (laughs) so what we asked yeah we were just asking Sally how she got to the point of where she is right now and how she manages it with three wonderful children welcome Sally (laughs) hi both of you so good to be here thank you for welcoming welcoming me in your beautiful space um yeah it feels very special just yeah thank you um yeah so being a mom of three boisterous boys who have (laughs) a lot of energy is definitely challenging at times but then you know very blessed all the time even through the challenging times (laughs) um but yeah I'm I am a self-love coach and I say that because I feel like it's the umbrella that covers everything to do with our lives. If we don't have self-love, then it manifests itself in lots of different ways. And especially through motherhood, if we are not mothering the mother within us and we don't feel um, a priority in our own life, then, then that is what we're passing down to our children. So the way that I work with women is how can we cultivate that relationship with ourselves first and foremost, because then that is the nourishment that we're passing down to our children. Um, and, and we do all the healing work that surrounds that. For example, I just came to my mind with the way that, um, my mother is a beautiful mom and she did the best that she could, but I knew that at times she didn't really love herself unapologetically. It was always diets and never feeling good enough. And um, she's Mm. a very like happy kind of spirited person. But growing up, it was all the different diets going on and I would get involved in. And because of that, then that was what was passed on to me. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, years later, I developed an eating disorder. It wasn't because of that. It was lots of other things that I had to delve into Um, and that's actually what took me 
on my self-love journey and going within instead of out there and finding the healing from within and yeah now being a a mum of three boys Mm -hmm. to me it's really important that they see me putting myself first in certain situations and and also being really loving with them at the same time Mm. um so with that I mean so in the first year of Nico being born he's my youngest and my eldest one's Hugo is seven and Remy is nearly five beautiful names by the way thank you (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah I had Nico last February in 2021 so being on my I, I probably started on my awakening deeper self-love journey back in 2018 more so 2019 and if I hadn't had that foundation when I had Nico I think I would have experienced a completely different first year of bringing him into the world and I'm so thankful that I did give myself that time and I knew what self-love and self-care and nourishment for me really was in that first year Um, because it can be quite a lonely time also can't it when you've just given birth and then your body has been through this huge Mm. transformation Mm. and our body can sometimes feel like it's not it's not ours anymore like we're this who is this we're we're feeding our children or our child all the time and Mm -hmm. everything is healing internally our body is you know going back to a new kind of normal and yeah it can feel unfamiliar and so it's getting to know who you are again your body and 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 being able to create that space where you can go in Mm. um even whilst you are mothering a baby but it's that sense of mothering yourself at the same time Mm. that's a wonderful story by the way I just wanted to say thank you for sharing because um, I know you it sounds like you've done so much um, so much of the work and you've come back to nourish yourself but I'm sure you saying them words especially around eating disorders and your mother having things that you you saw and it, although you love them you can see the pain that they've gone through as much as they might put up this this front I had the same thing I don't know how it was for you Angelica but I know we both have spoken in the podcast about having eating disorders and actually mm. being pregnant triggered it for me and mm. just like you, if I didn't have these tools, I don't know how I would have coped because actually on the other side of, um, of this with the baby is when you need the most nourishment. And we, I didn't have anyone around. So I had to really anchor in on that of like, I need the food, I need the nourishment instead of that voice in the back of my head saying, you need to be thin, you need to be this, you need to restrict, you mm-hmm. need to cleanse, whatever, all these like terms that come, come through that have been these fad terms. I had to really anchor in. And sometimes I felt so weak. Like, I felt like, like you said, I didn't know myself, but it just shows how much strength comes through on the other side, because I remembered everything that was true. I needed, because I needed to, you know, like Mm. with this new little person looking up at you, thinking that you are everything, Mm. well, you are everything to them. And they're looking at you and thinking, you're so beautiful. You are so amazing. The last thing that I wanted to do was to tell her anything less, especially Mm. now, ever really. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it, um, we all get those thoughts, don't we? We look in the mirror and like, wow, look at my body now. It looks completely different. And 
it's being able to kind of re-fall in love with our, ourselves and be being so grateful. And the moment you start thinking badly is before that thought lands in, in your mind, being able to swoop in there with the truth of who you are and the truth of what your body is and what it's done and how powerful it is. And I feel like, because we're not, no one is going to not ever have an, any negative thoughts I'm, I'm sure <laughs> you know I can still look at myself and be like oh look at that but it's getting less and less the more I am I am embracing who I am and the self-love in my life and and I think it's this relationship with ourselves from an internal perspective rather than an external perspective and I don't know if do you find for yourselves, do you find a difference when you've been able to spend time going within like meditation or yoga or dance to the times where you just feel like you haven't been able to cultivate that time in your life for yourselves? Yeah. Mm. Yes, 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 definitely. Um, it's a massive shift. I think also me and Danielle has spoken about it as well. You know, some days I felt like, oh, you know, there's, there's, there's just this heavy energy and it's stagnant. And, and I, you know, what am I supposed to do? And then sometimes I might not even have a lot of time. Um, I might have like 20 minutes, sometimes 10 or sometimes an hour. Yeah. <laughs> so and then also when I have that time, I'm like, oh, shit, you know, I want to meditate. I want to dance. I want to draw. I want to <laughs> you know, uh, respond to all the messages that I've had from friends yeah. and family. You know, it's so much. Oh, yeah. And and then I get overwhelmed and like, oh, and I feel bad because then oh, I haven't responded to all these things and I haven't, you know, but then I'm like, OK, hold on. Take a Just take a deep breath. And then go within and really ask myself, what do I need in this moment? Like, yes. what do I need? And sometimes it's just like laying on the floor in, in Shamasana and like breathing. Mm. Um, but it's amazing to have those tools and that I can do that now um, comparing to, you know, many, many years ago. So I'm happy that I'm just taking the moment and asking myself, what can I do in this moment? And, and when I listen to, to that answer, you know, the shift is right there, like within minutes. And sometimes it's dancing and it's like, yeah. and my partner comes back home and he's like, what did you do? And I'm like, woo, you know, <laughs> <laughs> super energetic all, all of a sudden. So yeah, that's it. And I think it's not being too rigid I shared before we started recording <laughs> that um, I'm very much a in the flow kind of mom. I'm not too good at keeping a strict routine and I do have a bedtime routine, but you know, sometimes he gets a bath, sometimes he doesn't. Mm. Um, but I guess the bedtime thing is the most similar every night, but during the day, when I do have him, you know, I might be out with friends one day and we go to the park or some days we'll just be at home and I, I, we're quite fluid. And that's what I'm like as well, Angelica, in, in my practice with, um, especially when life just feels very busy. And instead of putting the pressure on ourselves, like we have to do 20 minutes of meditation a day, we have to do 30 minutes of yoga, we have to do this, that. It's just releasing it all. And like you said, checking in with, what do I need right now? And I used to find, especially, you know, in the first six months when they're not as mobile and when they were feeding, um, 
for longer periods of time at, you know because sometimes it gets it gets quite quick as they get older more like four minutes and then they're off and doing this and that but in those first few months when that he would feed I would use that time to kind of close my eyes meditate or yeah. just check in with myself or sometimes I do a bit of pelvic floor squeezes <laughs> um as much as I didn't like to do them but they do definitely help um yeah and 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 sometimes it'd just be listening to music and other ways that I found these moments where I can kind of feed myself with more uplifting and positive words I, I love listening to audible books or podcasts like this and you know as a, I'm going about doing the daily house stuff washing putting toys away and all of this kind of thing I pop my pot my um what what are they called pod not podcast the earbuds things <laughs> I've forgotten the name earbuds yeah where yeah. you can listen to podcasts <laughs> pop them in and I just it's it's almost like a time where I'm able to just soak in the words of whatever I'm drawn to listening to that day and finding little pockets of time where you can just embrace this moment. And yeah, it's it's hard, isn't it? Because I think also when you start on the, the self-growth and the self-love journey and the awakening journey, you mm. suddenly see that there is so much information out there and you feel like you've got no time to to absorb it all but I truly believe that we are guided at the most perfect time to listen to that podcast or listen to this book and there is no rush to feel like you have to do everything now and we can just trust that everything is unfolding just as it needs to in that moment Mm. um yeah I feel like I've gone on a but yeah it's just what's helped me you know sometimes where I feel like I haven't been able to yeah sit down and read or do anything I just pop pop something on where I can listen to it and and do the daily daily grind of things as well right I just this brings a memory to me when um, yeah, this was also my first months um, as a new mother. And the one thing, the only thing that I had time for was to put my facial cream on. But that moment, those minutes, they were so holy to me, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and I just did my little facial mas- massage and, you know, just w- it was just really like caring for my face <laughs> because I also felt like shit like I it feels like I've grown like 10 years because I haven't slept so much um so that was really really important to me and those moments as I said were so so holy and I was really really like treasuring that and and to as you as you mentioned like take away all that all these musts and you know coming back to my figure or whatever ideas we have and whatever we compare ourselves to so I also think it's important that as mothers that we don't compare ourselves to how other people do it it's important that we look at what's working for this family unit and what do I need and what is working for us because I think nowadays as well with social media and you know it's really easy to look at everyone else looks so happy and they're doing all these things and I can barely like get out of bed but 
you know yeah yeah <laughs> do you think that there is like do you do you think there's a problem with social media and how it might affect mothers and how they can step into their own idea of what motherhood is because it's so easy like we've just been speaking about to be swayed by the external world and it's easy to look at Instagram and see oh my gosh like these everybody else is doing it so much better and everyone else is getting a shower and putting their makeup on or doing their hair like what would you say to that because I know that a lot of your work is online and in social media and I see that when you do your um your post you're always very real about what's happening like I see one of your posts and you're like I could I look like this and I look like this like (laughs) yeah Yeah, well I mean I've I've come from the influencer side of things years ago that's what I changed from doing to doing what I do now actually I I think I saw you once on a advert for photo albums or something oh was yeah pop, was that you yeah, pop, pop say it was me <laughs> I was like I know that person yeah so they're a really lovely company and they I've I have continued to do a few bits for them um because it's just kind of aligned and I love getting the photo books myself um but I have pulled away from mostly everything else but um, yeah, I had a separate Instagram page and I used to do YouTube and I still will do YouTube, but more for doing what I do now. Um, and I, yeah, so when, when I think back to that time, I did feel this pressure that some of the people who I was around at the time, it was almost like you have to show everything as being perfect. You have to show like you had to hide the messy bits and you know and all and it was all like surface level it felt and then since I moved over to on my awakening journey really and and it actually started because of um, a huge friendship thing that just needed to happen in order for me to separate myself from that that work that I was doing um and, and I realized when looking back, I was like, wow, it was all just in, in the ego of um, even pressure from the influencer side of things. People, have you got enough people liking your posts or enough people buying the product that you've been paid to sell? And it was just all this, this crazy side of things that was really just not me at the core of who I was. Mm-hmm. Um, and that the, there was blessings from it like there is in any, anything but I felt my soul just pulling me away stronger and stronger until I just could not ignore the call anymore and yeah even now you know I might I may post pictures of me with makeup on and my hair done but I do like to interject pictures of me with without any makeup on and how I look or my body yes I might look a bit more you know in this angle it looks like I'm thinner but actually I'm going to pull my leggings down and show you my tummy for what it actually is and we can show people one version of us or we can show people another version of us but really you know we it it it's the person has a decision of who they want to show to the world and also the person seeing that is seeing it through their own lens of 
how they value themselves and all of this kind of thing. Mm. And I know that, um, especially when I was in, in the influencer world, when I'd see women snapping back, you know, back into the post, like back in the jeans in like two weeks or something. And it's always taken me nine months or a good year to get anywhere near my normal clothes again, really. Um, and I always thought there was something wrong with me, but it's happened with every pregnancy. My body has gone back eventually. It may not look the same. I've always got different stretch marks and different things that I've added, but it's, I'm now of a, I really want to not only empower myself, but empower women that bodies are beautiful no matter what they look like. And it's great that some women can fit back in their jeans in two weeks, but it's not the norm that that happens. Our hips have to grow wider apart and our backs and all sorts. And it takes time for us to, to, to like I said before, return back to a new kind of normal. And that's what I'm trying to embrace. And it was actually on my journey of having, after having Nico, that I really stepped into that space. And it was scary because I've never shown myself like that with you know, a really wobbly belly that's a lot bigger than how it used to be. But the more I did that, the more I felt empowered and also Mm. the amount of positive um, effect it was having on other women, knowing that they also felt the same and it helped them to feel normal and, you know, all of that. So it's so powerful social media depending on who you're following and the lens in which you're looking at it and I would just say just make sure that you're following the people who do inspire you in the in the right way and Mm. and be careful because when when accounts pop up where it all just looks so perfect to me it doesn't feed my soul those kind of accounts and I think they do serve a purpose for the people who need those kind of accounts but for me I really need something that, yeah, feeds my soul in a deeper way where it's about the inside out rather than the outside in which um, social media can be kind of wrapped up in a lot, can't it? With they how have their own looks. agenda at the end. Yeah. Of Everyone has their own agenda. And I love what you're saying there. It's like everybody is unique and we can keep saying that, but how can we fully embrace it you know and we have been manipulated and brainwashed and under this spell for so long of what a woman's body should look like and what is beautiful and what is not and what is healthy and this is where this is what me and Angelica have done create this podcast for is to help mothers to come back to themselves and say what is healthy for me what is right at this time and challenging ideas and beliefs and yeah, having to step back sometimes and be like, oh, even though I've lived my life like this, I need to take a look at it from a different way because it's it's not healthy for me. And even though my body might look healthy right now, maybe it's not. Maybe there's something within that I can't see. And maybe this is going to pass on to the next generations. And so mm-hmm. people can look healthy, but maybe they're not. And some people can look unhealthy, but maybe they're really healthy. It's just because of the past generations and how their body has formed in that time. And we were just, well, I don't know if Angelica's listened yet, but we were uh, on a workshop with innate traditions and they were talking about this yesterday. So that's why I'm mm. saying some of these things. I'll send you the link, Sally, because if you haven't watched it, yeah. it's amazing. Oh, um, it just links in with that so perfectly, actually, how we have been 
brainwash to see things and every day it's just like peeling back the layers of what is actually true to us mm. well I love that also oh wow I'm just like yes when I'm listening to the two of you <laughs> um, um but you know I think as you and me Danielle has been talking a lot about our journeys and and our images of our bodies and something also that happened um was was that you know I don't really have time anymore to hit on myself like I don't have the energy to hit on myself and as you said Sally um like coming back to loving yourself and really you know I want to be uh, a good model for my children and I'm not going to be that by saying words I'm going to be that by you know walking the talk so then also that (laughs) look what my body created this is absolutely fantastic it's phenomenal like I can't even wrap my head around that I created this little human being and my body did that so you know coming back to really honoring it honoring it and and loving it for everything like my saggy boobs you know they're yeah I love you and and, and remember (laughs) that was that was something really like uncomfortable for me um and then I remember sharing that with my partner and he said but you know he's like honey you're not a teenager anymore you're a woman it's no it's really it's really powerful coming to that place where you can (laughs) be fully accepting of all of who you are um and and I know it was different also just talking touching on slightly about society around you you might not feel this as much or receive it as much are you both in Costa Rica Daniel is in yeah. Peru. we're speaking for each other oh, Peru. Peru. okay <laughs> but you're both in these beautiful parts of the world where I don't think you maybe get it as much as where I live in the, in the UK and it's like mm-hmm. when when um and it is generally from the older generation who automatically think that just after you've had a baby you're now on mission lose all the weight and get back to how you looked before and yeah. the amount of comments I receive of oh are you sure that you want to be eating more brownies or uh oh wow look at you like uh, I think it was a couple of weeks ago I I was just popping out and I bumped into my friend who'd also had a one-year-old and her mum was wow you both got back into shape haven't you and I was like oh there was you know all these comments it doesn't it's not what I mean like that recently a comment about oh you're back to your old body like and it's like well I've transitioned I'm a mother it's also looking at what we're saying to people out of habit because it just comes as habit the things we say sometimes and yeah. we think it's the nicest thing because everyone said it through our life yeah and it's <laughs> like thank you I'm absolutely fine eating this extra brownie or just completely I'm not bothered about losing weight that is not the forefront of my mind at all and that Mm. is Mm. how I felt on this particular postpartum journey and I and I did it knowing that my body in its own time will gradually just you know it would shed what it needed to shed it would move in a way that it needed to move it would heal Mm. in the way that it needed to heal when I started to try and do yoga, I think I tried to do a very slow flow and it was about three months after I had Nico and I felt it in my pelvic 
area because I had um, SPD with Nico. And I, my body was like, no, you're not ready for this just yet. So just relax, take it easy. You don't need to be doing anything else right now. And, mm. and, and then I remember trying again a couple of months later, more like six months. And it's, it's so strange, the pressure that you can put on yourselves, but I always just let it go. So for example, you know, in yoga, when you go into plank position, I struggled to hold my weight and I thought, gosh, I've lost all my strength all my stomach muscles. I couldn't even lower myself down to the ground. And I was like, wow, this is, this is interesting. I don't have any core strength or arm muscles, but, um, over the next six months without me really trying to do it again, it was only, um, a couple of months ago, I got back into doing my yoga flows because I'd just been dancing otherwise and I could do it straight away. And it was my muscles had built up through picking up Nico that as he got mm. heavier and you know <laughs> chasing him around and he's running everywhere and it literally is because he's got heavier my muscles have got stronger <laughs> without me having to do anything so it's just allowing yourself to trust and everything will just be and move and get stronger as it needs to um, yeah, just in case anyone else has ever been through that, you don't need to get training or anything. The strength comes back, the, you know, the energy, everything does return. And yeah, it yeah, feels it good. Does. <laughs> I can vouch for that. Yeah. What you, thank you for sharing all that. And I'm, I'm curious to um, know what you see as the biggest struggle coming through to you, like from mothers. What do they need the support with this, this time? What's one of the yeah. most common things that you see? I think it is time. It's finding time for yourself. And because I know, for example, on the days where I've got two days to do my work, and if I haven't got up early in the morning to do my meditation practice, you can feel this pressure to get stuck straight into work without actually giving yourself the thing that really nourishes your soul. And and it's, it's also, if you, you do have your children with you 24 seven, it's where can you find the time to give to yourself, whether it be 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes to have that quiet time for yourself, meditation, the journaling. And we, we can say we are busy all the time with children and doing housework or you know, serving everybody else but ourselves. But really, we have to come to this conclusion that we are not creating the time for ourselves. And it really comes to this place of how can we cultivate time? Where in our day? And actually really making a commitment to ourselves that we need to do this for our own well-being and, and good. And I am speaking to myself right now because I I went through a good amount of months where I, I felt like I was kicking ass at this and I was doing it, you know, finding time for myself every day. And then over the past three months, I've, I've struggled again. So I need to sit back and be like, okay, what do I maybe need to sacrifice, whether it's going to bed earlier so I can rise earlier and say to my husband, look, I really need half an hour to an hour in the morning to myself to 
nourish myself so it would mean the world to me if you could get up with the kids so I could have that space you know um or I don't know where where can you find it and what are the things that you really feel come alive in you so for me I love dancing yes. and I've just started dancing <laughs> yeah I, I'm a somatic therapist as well so it's it's where I know that my heart really connects this space within when I move and it's almost like a movement meditation when I close my eyes and go to that place within and it's for you it could be something else it could be I don't know art or some writing poetry Mm. anything but it's nurturing this the little girl within you and and that creativeness that is is in there as well and how can you nurture that yeah yeah you mentioned something really important there as well to to also ask for it because I realize no one is going to come and just serve it to you yeah. <laughs> you know no one be like hey you know you want to take well if you do if you have someone who does it that's wonderful <laughs> but if not it's really important that we really ask for it that we set time for it and that we say I need your help to do so I can do this for myself because otherwise, if we're just going around and thinking about it and then it's not happening and expecting other people to to understand that we need it rather than, you know, communicate it. So that's a yeah. fairly, I think, good key to keep in mind to say, I need a break, you know. Yeah, need, yeah. absolutely. Because we are not martyrs <laughs> and mm. we don't need to be the victim here. Mm. And and if if you know what men can sometimes just not be aware at all that you are on the point of breaking down or on the verge of I don't know doing something really out of character so we need to use our voice like Mm. years ago was it hundreds of years ago where we used to have the village and the mama's village of where we used to mother together give space for the mother to you know do what they needed to do and the children will be looked after we don't really have that community feel anymore and I I know I can um kind of hint at things till I'm blue in the face but unless I spell it out in black or white (laughs) because I remember my mom saying Sally just tell me what you need what do you need are you saying that you're struggling with all of this and do you (sighs) what what do you want me to do how can I help you and I'm like please can you just have Nico for a morning (laughs) you know and it just taught me to to ask and gather the strength and why is it that we feel like we have to we can't ask and that's something that we need to look at within ourselves where have our needs not been met why do we feel like we can't ask for the things that we truly need Mm. and and being able to step into that you know you know when you're saying that it just brings brings back so much because through my stage I found myself almost um making things worse than they were so I'd be like I'm so exhausted like I think I'm ill I'm sick because I knew that way I would get the support I needed and when Mm. I didn't realize I was doing it I was doing it subconsciously and I thought wow this is really dangerous this is a dangerous pattern to get into this is the only way we can communicate with me being sick and getting help and I had to speak to Elon and be like I can see this pattern happening now because you give me more attention when I'm sick 
So please, can we come together and work out how we can do this as a team? Because I need help. I can't just wait until I'm crashing and falling. We need to do this so we're nourished throughout and not just like going into reserves all the time. And one thing as well I wanted to say was like with the self-love and the self-care, I feel like it's being pushed into an area of like, you know, we not in this conversation, but in what we see on the outside world, we need the set time. We need to dedicate um, a certain amount of time to a certain class when actually what I have noticed myself is if I take it in each moment with self-love of like when I drink my water, I just take a deep breath and be like, okay, like that is self-love in that moment. Or even just like when she's in the bath, I just take a moment to put my head under. And then I notice with that, with them little moments, I also then make bigger moments for myself. It almost like all comes together. And when one other thing is like, I used to take time to do yoga. Like I used to take the time to do yoga and now I just don't connect with it. But what I do connect with is dancing, like you said. And I just yeah. find, I put a song on and I used to put on like, you know, like um, ecstatic dance music. And I was like, yeah, I really like this. But then I noticed when I put on African music, I was like, I like this better. Like my body is moving, <laughs> my hips are moving, like my chest, like I feel sexy. And I thought, gosh, you know, like we can stay in a box because we think that is the right thing to do with our awakening or that is the right music to listen to or the person. When actually like, what do you need? And Sally, when you said about like your younger self, like what did your younger self want to do? I'm like, yeah, my younger self used to love listening to this music. So no wonder yeah. it woke me up. Yeah, and my ecstatic dance, I am going to call it something else. I'm bubbling. I've got a name and I'm not ready to unleash it just yet until I've, I've had lots of affirmations to say, yes, go with it. Um, but I do at the moment call it ecstatic dance, but it's not, I don't use the usual ecstatic dance music for all of it. I use lots of different tunes that um, inspire me to move. So I might put lots you know tunes that maybe you all might know but it really invigorates you to move in certain ways I use different world music and yeah I love it because the amount of music that is out there that can take you on different journeys into your body and oh it's just amazing isn't it so we definitely to break out of all the boxes and and really tune into what your needs are. And this is where, when we are able to cultivate a practice for ourselves, that's when we can start to really get to know ourselves. But if you're not, if you're just literally rising, you're being the mum, you're doing everything for everybody else, then you're going to bed and da 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 da, and the day just goes by and then the weeks go by, we we're forgetting about ourselves and we're not getting to know what is going on internally. So like you said, things could manifest in an illness or um, being totally burnt out because we haven't been able to really tap into the, the subtle um, voices that are saying, hey, slow down, take a moment for yourself to just breathe, just connect with your breath right now, you know. And the more we can cultivate a little practice, doesn't need to be, you know, a really long practice every day, where we can just sit with ourselves in a place and really feel into our internal land landscape and be able to be like, okay, what's going on inside for me right now? Where needs a little bit more loving attention? 
where I was feeling a little bit blocked or stuck or stagnant, where, what can I do to give myself what I need? And it's just asking ourselves these questions, like you've both mentioned as well. But if you're not giving yourself those times, then it's so easy to ignore all the voices, isn't it? Because that, that's one of the number one questions I guess what get asked is, how do you even start on a self-love journey? How do you start building a deeper relationship with yourself? And it is, you have to cultivate this space and it could be just two minutes before you get mm. out of bed, just connecting within. And, and I used to do this, especially in the first few months, you know, when your body is so much more squidgy <laughs> and your womb is just healing and all the things. And I'd put my hands on my belly before I get out of bed and I just say thank you thank you thank you thank you and I just have a moment with my body just being grateful but also just checking in like you're doing amazing and 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 just sitting in the silence and silence is a beautiful thing when you're a mother <laughs> oh wow <laughs> isn't it <laughs> yeah I mean, I've even gone to like gatherings and um yeah you know like workshops and I go there and I'm like no this is not what I needed I need like I would just need to sit in a sauna by myself when yeah. there's no sound you know and I really realized because my my you know my ears and I'm just overloaded all the time so so nourishment for me is also just complete silence I mean that is wow I, from the void of silence there's so many things that can come up for you so I yeah. love that you that and and also as you're mentioning I'm, I'm thinking about um well it is this about it's about self like taking responsibility for ourselves as well yeah uh, as much as it might sound very boring but it, it, it you know it's time that we do that <laughs> and and in the end of the day it's yeah you know it, we will find the the fruits of doing these things. It might be, you know, maybe a little like step to take um, before we, we get to like, okay, well, it's good that I just sit here for a moment and sit with myself and feel my feelings. And um, I was even with Daniela was talking about um, that I wanted to find the passion in our relationship again. You know, I was missing the passion, mm -hmm. like, you know, um, and, and it's, you know, of course, it's a huge journey coming into parenthood for both of us. And, and you know, but it was almost as I was blaming my partner for, you know, like, why doesn't he feel the passion for me, you know? And then I I just like, okay, well, hold on a minute. Do, like, do I feel it? Like, because I was realizing it was all this mind chattering. Like, it was just all this chatter in my mind. And it's like, you know, I don't even feel like very juicy and horny myself. Like I feel tired and, you know, cranky all the time. And, yeah. and then I'm like, okay, okay, so what do I need to do? So I spoke, I spoke to Danielle and I spoke to some other friends. And, you know, I just had this mirrored back to like, yeah, but like, do you dance? Do you touch yourself? Do you like, are you taking responsibility for your own sensuality as well? And not only expecting your partner to to please you like you can be that for yourself too and I was like holy shit <laughs> like yeah of course and the moment that clicked for me 
and I started just to do these things that I love doing anyways, um, dancing and, you know, connecting to the, this, this energy is flowing, the, the watery feminine energy. And um, I, literally, like, I think the day after it clicked for me, I just started to do this, these little, little things. Um, just once again, as you said, touching the womb, I'm just touching my belly and saying, you know, just connecting again. And then it was as I was remember, like I can't put the finger on what I was remembering, but I was just remembering a part of myself again. And I, you know, all of a sudden I just felt like it was like, like it literally was like dripping from my vagina. <laughs> I was like, whoa, what's happening? <laughs> because I was caring once again for myself, you know, and it was amazing. Yeah, I I totally resonate with that. And that's one of the <laughs> things that, you know, we, uh, after you've had a baby, it's like, oh, uh, what is the sex life going to be like? What's the intimacy going to be like? The connection. And and it's, it is hard because as mothers, we have this, this huge bucket, like, overflowing of love for the baby Mm. and we can smother them in kisses yet like I know speaking for myself here and I don't know if you two have both been like this but I haven't felt the urge to smother my husband in kisses you know (laughs) and and I'm like why is this that I've got so much love for this baby yet you know even I my my wanting to be all passionate and things with my husband has kind of gone off the radar a bit um but you know every all the hormones are changing and it is this this also this reconnecting with ourselves is first and foremost once we are able to fall back in love with ourselves and 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 have that level of intimacy with ourselves is often the changing point where it all comes you know like free flowing and you know how how you kind of want it to be but yeah I I always think about this thing of how we have so much love for our children and and it's just a different kind of love isn't it yeah yeah (laughs) you're saying it so well like wow (laughs) no I'm like sitting back just like taking this all in yeah no but thank you so much Sally this has been such an amazing topic or topics I mean once again we could go on forever and ever and it just it's just all connected isn't it yeah yeah totally and thank you for it just felt like a really lovely conversation to have and I hope that it helps other women not feel on their own or yeah just a sense of we we often think that we are the only ones thinking this feeling or going through this of you know for example not really wanting to be intimate with our partners right now but it's we we all go through it and when we open the conversation to topics like this this is where we can empower each other and be like yeah why don't you try this have you tried that and um this is what it's all about empowering each other and being the support of real sisters and, and and motherhood because without that we we do struggle and we can let our thoughts run away with us and like you said when you spoke to Danielle and your other friend about what was going on that's when you you're able to help yourself and see it for what it 
what it was where as when we're on our own and we're just alone with our thoughts yeah it can produce into a different story and manifest in different ways so it's just beautiful being able to talk so openly and yeah if anyone has got any other questions these women are just amazing to to arise those questions with and create a conversation with with it all yeah 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 wow and what would you say like what and how would you so for anyone who's listening how can they connect to you if they are looking at you know this type of support so you were mentioning that you're supporting women and on these journeys as well yeah Um, so I you can always find me at Sally Fazeli, and that's F-A-Z-E-L-I. Um, message me on Instagram and I will definitely be there with an open, open heart, being able to talk to you and share and things. And I've got a few different ways of the way I work with women. I've got a beautiful eight-week program called She Rises in Self-Love. And I have a lot of mothers joining that because it's a health container where we come together every week and it's a really gentle approach to being able to do this work together, but also go on our own healing journey and being supported in that. Um, so yeah, that's the next thing for me and is the, the program that I feel just brings all the women together in the most powerful way, um, which is the most amazing thing because then we pass it on to our children and that's the biggest gift that we can give, isn't it? right and that is what we're here for right we are creating the new generations and and something new also the new earth and um so we are every every woman is needed um also men of course but i mean it's just that container i think it's so so important uh as you mentioned as well like just instead of having all these thoughts bouncing around in our heads and yeah, just to, yeah. to reach out to someone that you feel safe with and someone, and we have been talking about communication before also, but you know, what type of support do I need right now? And say, I just want you to listen right now. And, but as you said, just instead of like those thoughts can come out and then, it, then you know, the, the energy of, of that transforms and then we can see, we can see things more clearly. Yeah, you touched on something. I'm just nodding away, even though you can't see me, but because um, <laughs> I do sister circles as well. And I do those online and in person. And that's one of the most powerful things when women come together. It's just allowing ourselves to come to a space where we feel safe, where we can be seen be heard and and no one is trying to fix us no one's Mm. trying to come up with answers we find it within ourselves and it's often in the sharing that all is revealed to us so it's this yeah it's I'm just nodding and agreeing with what you said (laughs) and yeah thank you for sharing that as well yeah and thank you thank you for the work that you're doing it's so inspiring to hear and you know a mother of three wow (laughs) (laughs) Uh, with one like keep her alive no but (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, no but sally i i'm so grateful that you took the time to be with us here today um 
Yeah. And yeah, we will continue connecting through the, the medias. <laughs> and once again, to anyone who's listening, we always put out the yeah, the information to the people that are, that are with us and to continue supporting each other. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It's been it's been um a beautiful part of my day to share this space with you both. Yeah, deeply inspiring. Thank you so much, Sally, for being here. And Angelica, as always, I love just holding this space with you. All right. Until next time, everyone. Until next time. Bye. 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 Oh, what an amazing episode with Sally. Absolutely love that human being. All right, so we made it to the Mother's Circle where we are going to be sharing a story from Brianna. Brianna is a doula based out of Orange County. She is a mother, a wife, and currently in her second pregnancy. She is passionate about empowering pregnant people through their journeys to birth. And you can follow her on Instagram at Mystic Mothering. All right, she has done a recording, so I am going to hand over. Thank you so much, Brianna. It's such a pleasure to hear your story and with greatest thanks and gratitude. Here is your space to share. My first pregnancy was filled with a lot of uncertainty. I didn't know much about prenatal care or what it entailed. I had never been close to anyone personally who experienced pregnancy, so the references I had were a few traumatic birth stories and what's portrayed in the media. Like many first-time birthing people, I worried about how I was going to get my baby out. I knew that birth was described as painful and I had heard about tearing and the possibility of being cut if my baby needed help on the way out. So I decided to combat my anxiety with research. I immersed myself in learning about normal physiological birth and I started to find that there were so many ways that our body and baby work together to make birth possible. I started to learn that our perineum, the area between our genitals and anus, is meant to stretch to accommodate the baby that our body has made. Our baby's heads are pliable and they change shape because the skull is made of several bones with gaps in between that allow them to slide over the top of one another uh, to reduce its size. And this was very relieving to find out that I had nature on my side and through my research, I knew that there were a few things that I could do to decrease my risk of tearing and if some tearing did occur, make it not so severe. So the first thing I did was I transferred my care from a major hospital to a birth center with a group of midwives and they shared the same philosophy that I was starting to embrace and they had faith in my ability to birth. I learned about practicing Kegels, how to relax the muscles of my perineum through breathing techniques, uh, perineal massage, birthing positions like sidling and kneeling or squatting. When it came time to birth my son, I ended up in a reclining position on the bed because that's what felt good to me at the time. 
my midwife applied a warm compress as well as massaged olive oil on my perineum as my baby's head emerged. And this really alleviated the pressure and felt really good. Um, she encouraged me to allow my contractions to push the baby out with really gentle pushes. So I like to think that I breathed him out versus pushing. I took my time and I rested in between and my son slowly slid out and that was the easiest part of the process. I did have a first degree tear, but it was very small and only required one stitch. As it healed, I did experience some burning and a little bit of itching, but every day it got better and better. My advice for anyone preparing to birth is to educate yourself. I love the quote, what the mind believes the body achieves. This is so true and was especially true for me. Um, find a provider that's going to support you and has the knowledge and tools to make your birth experience positive. I always urge everyone to get a doula. They are an invaluable part of your support team. I thank you for allowing me to share and happy birthing everybody. Mama Ro